five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> Energized Podcast. We are back. It is the Mixed Martial Arts Show. Barry, how are you doing? I'm doing very well today, Ross. How are you, bud? I am doing phenomenal. So, if you are new to the Energized Podcast, welcome. And if you're a returning Energized Podcast listener, welcome back. So, what is on today's Mixed Martial Arts show? Okay, so on today's Energized MMA show, we're going to be giving you the update between Conor McGregor and Khabib Nurmagomedov for UFC 229. And also, there's been an excellent fight added to the card. So we're going to discuss that as well. Uh, Then... Sticking on MMA, we're going to be looking over UFC Lincoln and discussing how that card went because it was actually like one of the cards of the year. Yeah. And then we're going to finish off with the biggest boxing match of the year, Logan Paul versus KSI, and discuss whether it was a fix or not, were we impressed or not, and everything in between. True. So... Get your cups of tea ready, get your coffee ready, get your protein shakes ready. Get your cans of Monster ready, you get your water ready, pour it and stay hydrated. And here we go. Here we go. So, Connor versus Khabib is under 40 days away for UFC 229. Um, Connor's now more active online, calling out people. Khabib's actually sort of been very quiet, but um, what do you make of the build-up with under 40 days to go to the biggest MMA event Ever, I think it's a slow build at the moment. Um, not too much has been talked about the card since the actual announcement of it. Um, Connor's come out and he's made a few jibes at uh, Khabib's dad. Um, well, someone else in Khabib's camp, I wasn't actually too sure who it was. Uh, without to sound like racist or anything, a lot of those Dagestani lads in Khabib's camp they look the same, don't yeah. they? And other names are sort of the same as well. Yeah, they're all something Kamarga Meganenov sort of thing. Yeah, so um. Yeah, Connor's been slowly but surely picking them off. Yeah. Um, the game, the game is sort of starting now, isn't it? Very slowly it burning. I'm surprised there hasn't been more of hype already. Yeah, I'm surprised Khabib hasn't been like going to strangle this Irish chicken, something like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but look, it's slowly but surely building. Uh, there's a press conference coming up soon. Uh, there's no been no date uh, decided for it, but. We were discussing that, and we think it's probably going to be at UFC 228. Yeah. According to reports, it's going to be in the early part of September. Now, myself and Ross have looked at the UFC calendar, and the first event in September is going to be UFC 228, Till versus Woodley in Texas. So, myself and Ross were discussing, do we think they're going to have the press conference in Texas, or are they going to have it in Vegas, or maybe even New York? But, um... Ross, what are you sort of thinking? Because we're trying to find out exactly where it is to keep people energised and informed. If I was the UFC, I'd do the press conference in Texas because nothing would hype the UFC 2-way pay-per-view numbers more than knowing that Conor McGregor and Khabib Magomedov are going to be in the same building. Very good point, very good point. So I would do it at UFC 228 in Texas. But it's probably going to happen wherever Conor McGregor wants it to happen. Yeah. Well, you see, the thing is, there's not a chance there's, it's going to happen in Dublin, which would be amazing. And you wouldn't put it past them to ha- to go to Russia to have it as well. But as we know, Khabib doesn't actually live in Russia, so... Yeah, I don't think he's going to go east to go west. Yeah, uh, but... Uh, Unless Connor's like, you know what, we'll have it in Russia, because I'm in Ireland. 
and he's over in America. Yeah. We'll make him fly to Russia. Yeah, and he's like best mates with Putin at the moment as well. But um, for some reason, it, it might be a bit strange flying for Connor to fly from Dublin, go to Texas, and then fly again to to Vegas to do it. But um, who knows? Connor does what he wants, really. And, yeah. Uh, Connor's going to get the run of the performances shoot when he goes over there yeah. anyway. And wherever he does it, whether it be where it's on in Texas or Vegas, uh, he's going to be like already packed and ready to go and have left Dublin because he's not going to leave Dublin, go to the press conference, go back to Dublin, and then go back to America. It's going to be he's taking his whole camp with him. So we'll keep you one hundred percent informed and updated when that press conference is going to happen because it's what everyone's looking forward and you know to. What? I like when he's in America because I feel like he's more socially active when he's over there. I suppose he spends more time with his family and friends when he's in Dublin. Therefore, I feel like he's less on social media. Yeah, yeah, Over yeah, there, yeah. I feel like he's more on social media and then we get more of an insight Yeah, how he's, he's getting on. Yeah, he's more... He's working when he leaves Dublin. Yeah. Um, big fight has been added to the card as well. Tony Ferguson is going to be taking on Anthony Pettis in the lightweight division. Uh, this, was fun, this was funny to come about because as we've said before, Kevin Lee has been on standby just in case either Connor or Khabib falls out. But this also puts potentially Ferguson or even Pettis to jump in in case Connor or Khabib gets injured. Yeah, especially um, Tony Ferguson because um, he never actually lost his interim yeah. lightweight title. Uh, El Kikui <laughs> is always very, very entertaining to watch. Yeah, uh, Terrible on the mic. Although I will be interested <laughs> to see if, uh, if, he's at, if, he, if they do a press conference before the fight and he's there as well, what he has to say. Because he's been scheduled to fight Khabib like 74 times. And then like obviously he wants to fight a shot at Conor McGregor. Defend your vacation. Yeah. yeah. So like it would be interesting to see if he was just throwing a spanner throwing the works there. Then obviously Anthony Pettis, former lightweight champion. Uh, looked terrible ever since he lost belt. But then he actually looked quite decent in his last fight. He did. So um, fair play to Anthony Pettis. I really thought he was going to lose last fight. But he looked quite good. Let's make a prediction now, right, for the press conference itself. Do you think it's just going to be Connor and Khabib with Dane in the middle? Or do you think, like, Tony Ferguson will be on Khabib's side and then Pettis will be on Connor's side? What are you sort of foreseeing? If I had to guess, and they were all at the press conference, I would say Tony Ferguson would be on Khabib's side. Yeah. And... Uh, Pettis would be on McGregor's side. Yeah. It could be an absolute shit show. Like, like entertainment 101. Because I feel, I feel like McGregor's done a few events and Pettis has been there and it's been fine. Yeah, yeah. I th- Yeah, for some reason, I think it could be just in Texas because you're not guaranteed to have all the fans that just randomly in Vegas at that time, you know? Yeah. Like, because there's no MMA on in Vegas that week. So, if we were to be totally predicting this, because we predict these things, it'll be the f- fight week of UFC 228 in Texas. Yeah. That's where we think the press conference would be. And so, I wouldn't be surprised if it was just McGregor and Khabib and no one else. Yeah, true, yeah. So uh, we'll keep you up to date as well. So let us know what you, where you think it will be. Would it be Texas? Would it be Vegas? Let us know. But um, that's really the update for UC 2-9 to nine as well, isn't it? We, we also we also said that Tony Ferguson or Kevin Lee was going to be on the card. No, and you we, said that. Okay. Well, us as a, as a show said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, you're take right. The, take the credit where I'm giving to you, right? <laughs> and... Uh, there the fight's made. Although I'd also like to see Kevin Lee on the show on the fight uh, on the card as well. And who knows? Maybe he could fight Justin Gaethje, who won at the weekend, and that's going to bring us in to UFC Lincoln. Yeah. So over the weekend, the UFC was on in Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, before we actually get into the card, the overall night itself looked absolutely brilliant. Some 
like great knockouts, uh, just everything you want in a, in a in a MMA card, let alone a UFC card. Yeah, uh, maybe it could have done with maybe some better names on it, but I don't think any UFC fighters picked up a phone and ring Dana White back immediately if you, if you have the text being, do you want to fight in Lincoln, Nebraska? Yeah, but um, I think the most fitting way to start up this card was in the bantamweight division. Corey Sandhagen defeated uh, Uri Alicantra by TKO in the second round, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, this was one of the biggest comebacks I've ever seen, bar Czech Congo and Pat Barry. Yeah. This was unbelievable. Uh, Alcantara had him in like an arm lock. It was like a triangle arm bar. Yeah. Yeah, like for ages. And he was just playing basketball with his nose. He was, yeah. He was like hammer fisting his nose. And I was sitting there going, oh, oh. Because he wasn't getting knocked out, but you could just see yeah. how like he how like painful it was being repeatedly punched in the face. Like yeah. he was never going to be like knocked out, but like he was just it was he was just getting barred. He was just stuck. It was it was like have you ever seen someone do the speed bag? Yeah. It was, he was like doing that on his nose. Yeah, and his nose was getting more and more busted. Yeah. Then Corey Sandhagen came back, and uh, it was a barn burner, and he won in the second second round. Yeah, the spinning back fists and everything in it. It was yeah. crazy. Yeah, it was. It was unreal. It was unreal. If you haven't seen it, like just look up on Twitter or Instagram, hashtag UC Lincoln, and it'll come up. It was unbelievable. Uh, we made sure to message him straight away saying congratulations on the win because uh, that was very impressive and everyone was tweeting about it. And yeah. that was brilliant the way that wasn't even on the main card, so that like kept everyone going for the rest of the night. But uh, we'll move on to another fight that was that had a, a, like one of the one of the most outrageous finishes as it well. Was vicious. Yeah, in the middleweight division, Eric Anders defeated Tim Williams by KO with a kick to the head. Uh, Tim Williams was going backwards on the ground, and as he got up, uh, Eric Williams gave him a, a punt right to the right to the head and knocked him out completely. This actually reminds me of something you'd see on that. Do you ever go? Like I'll be in the crowd in the front going, "World star, yeah. world star." Yeah, that, that's what it was. It was it was like a, a video of. Uh, Two people get in a street fight and then like the fight's over, your man's lost, and then he's about to get up and the fellow who won the fight just comes over and punts him yeah. in the face. Yeah, it was like a yeah, it was like a street fight, wasn't it? Yeah, I was just watching went Oh oh that <laughs> be him tomorrow. Yeah, was like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, Oh it was, it was one of those ones that was so vicious you went you sort of shorted a bit and go, Oh no. Yeah, it, it was a bit like oh oh god. Yeah. I wasn't sure if that was legal, but like obviously both hands were off the ground, so Yeah. Um, it was that bit where he was also like just off balance as he was about to stand up. Yeah. It Perf- was perfectly timed. Perfectly timed, yeah. Perfectly timed. But uh, Ross also wants to give a massive shout out to Devison uh, Figueroa in the flyweight division who beat John Moraga by TKO. Uh, yeah, Moraga was coming in off a three-fight win streak and uh, Figueroa has, uh, or Figueroa, or whatever way you say his name, he's on the field. He's got to kill hairstyle as well. He's in the flyweight division. He's Brazilian. And... He finishes fights, so that's not something you see every ever so often in the flyweight division. So it's great to see like a flyweight killer. Yeah, uh, we also want to give a massive shout out to Jake Ellenberger, who actually lost to Brian, Brian Barberena in the welterweight division over the weekend as well. Uh, he, what what's the correct term with the gloves? They leave the gloves in the octagon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. Yeah, it's sort of, yeah, but it's sort of like you'd always want to keep the last pair. Yeah, but I think I think you just sort of figuratively do, it and then someone takes them and gives them back to you. <laughs> someone <else's laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, like he hung up his gloves. Yeah, it was, um, it was about time, wasn't it, really? Yeah, and he'd be losing by KO quite frequently as well. And I was a bit like, mm. I sort of, going into the fight, I was like, he might be able to beat Brian Barberina. Like, in terms of skill wise, I was like, I don't think they're that unevenly matched, but like, Jake Allenberger's chin is just gone. Yeah, he looked a lot it. smaller as well, didn't he? Yeah. Undersized. Uh, looking back at Jake Allenberger's career, what would you say he's most remembered for? 
he had some really good wars with uh, the likes of Diego Sanchez and Martin Campman. I'd say maybe his war against Martin Campman was pretty impressive. Um, look, he was a very, very good fighter. It, on his day, he was maybe as good as top five, definitely top ten welterweight, but he never quite got the big one. He headlined a few cards, and he seems like a nice guy. Yeah, The juggernaut, Jake Ellenberger, what a guy. Uh, do you think we'll ever see him fight again? Not in the UFC, but like maybe take up a fight in Bellator. Or... No, I think I think he actually is done. I think you know it's enough, 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 enough. Uh, then Ross also wants to give a massive shout out to Courtney Casey, who won in the won in the women's strawweight against Angela Hill by split decision. Yeah, Angela Hill Hill is actually a tough customer. She's former Invicta strawweight champion, and uh, Courtney Casey a long overdue win. Um, she's really, really like large for the strawweight division yeah, as well. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Angela so, Hill looks a lot faster, but uh, Courtney Casey, it's obviously a lot stronger. Yeah, she's very good at getting like the body lock and getting the takedown in. So fair play to Courtney Casey. I actually would just enjoy watching her fight because they're always quite interesting. A bit of a war. Uh, where do you think Courtney Casey would go from here now as well? Because the strawweight women's strawweight is probably the most stacked division in the women's uh, MMA if UFC. It, if I were her, I'd wait for UFC two twenty nine. Michelle Waterson's fighting uh, Fleece Herrig. Call out the winner, call out the loser. Just fight one of those two because they're a big name. Yeah, good call, yeah. Uh, then in the featherweight division, Michael Tr- Johnson defeated Andre Touchy Feely by a split decision. Uh, beforehand, I, I thought Michael Johnson would win. Who do you think would win? I thought Michael Johnson would get an early KO. Yeah, uh, this actually went to decision. Michael Johnson won, but I don't think that many people were convinced. Uh, you weren't. No, I, I sort of thought Touchy Feely over the over the case of, over the course of three rounds was definitely the better fighter um, it's one of those ones where yeah I thought Touchy Feely win but I'm not like disgraced that Michael Johnson got the nod either you know what I mean Yeah, it, it could go either way it was a close fight um, I don't think either of these guys are really top five contenders in the featherweight division so I'm actually not really that concerned about it I'm not overly aggrieved about it yeah what what you make of this now as well because being a fighter, obviously, if you lose a fight by decision that you actually felt like you won, this must be very heartbreaking as well. And then you have to almost reset your career and go again, which is quite I, tough. I, I think the real heartbreaking bit is that you don't get your win bonus. Yeah. And like you feel like some fella with a pen and paper outside the cage like took 24 grand or 40 grand or whatever out of your pocket. Yeah. So like, that's pretty rough. You must actually want to batter the judges. <laughs> like, full on, like, absolutely kick the head off them. Yeah. But, um... Where do you think Michael Johnson goes from this as well? So that's a that's a, a name on the belt, really, isn't it? Why not Michael Johnson versus Ricardo Lamas or Michael Johnson maybe versus Maquan and Pierre Canning? Who's uh, Jose Aldo fighting again next? He doesn't have a fight booked. I, I wouldn't mind seeing that. That would be two strikers. Yeah, no, I, I actually wouldn't be against it either. Yeah. That's actually a better shout, I think. Just because, yeah. like, Jose Aldo should fight someone good. Yeah. Man, if without me, like this show's going nowhere. Yeah, you know or I mean? I'd, I'd see uh, I'd sign up for Michael Johnson versus Chad Mendes as well. A few strikes, yeah. But uh, moving on to the main event of the evening. Uh, in the main event in the lightweight division, Justin Gaethje defeated James Vick by KO in the first round. Uh, Ross, what was more impressive, right, the KO itself or the somersault off the octagon? Oh, backflip. See, that's his like signature win. That he does. He did against Michael Johnson as well. Uh, he landed the backflip this time. Yeah. So I'd say the black backflip this time. I think the last time he went to it, he kept him falling off the cage against Michael Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'd say the black backflip on this occasion. But 
Justin Gaethje should change his nickname. It should be like Justin Mossy TV Gaethje yeah. because like he is Mossy TV. He is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, James Vick looked absolutely terrified in there against Gaethje. Yeah. Why do you think that? Because like he was talking to talk beforehand, and then once he had to walk the walk, he was a bit like crumbled. Yeah. No, I think first ever main event. Maybe the nerves got to him. Um, Justin Gaethje looked like he was. He just looks at home in the octagon. Homer. Yeah. He's just brilliant in there he's so comfortable he's absolutely fearless yeah. like anyone's trying to say, if anyone ever said Justin Gates was afraid Khabib tweeted about him afterwards being like what a like, great fight you know what yeah. I mean in fairness how much experience does he have headline fights not yeah. only in the UFC now but also what was the past um, the World Series of Fighting yeah. like he was always headline in World Series of Fighting yeah exactly so yeah, yeah he, he he used to be the last person to walk out to the octagon yeah, it also makes you sort of think how good is Justin Gaethje as well because James Vick is a huge lightweight being 6'3". Uh, mm. What was, was he? like 11-1, I think. Yeah? Yeah. And then like Justin Gaethje, people were sort of writing him off after he lost to uh, Eddie Alvarez and Poirier. And he breathed over him. Yeah. So where do you put Justin Gaethje in the lightweight division? Because the lightweight division is getting is is very hot, as we were just saying, like with the likes of Kevin Lee looking for fights uh, with the announcement of Showtime Pettis taking on uh, Tony Ferguson Well I think if Justin Gates is ready Get him also on the UFC 229 card Get him in there Against Kevin Lee oh, Or Ally Quinta <laughs> You know what I mean with, Yeah but without Many lightweights In the changing room That night there be Everyone would be fighting It'd be like It'd be like a Royal Rumble It's like right lads All of you get in there Yeah no yeah But like I wouldn't mind seeing A few of the top lightweights On the same card Because the lightweights Are probably the best division In the UFC Now did you say that Do you think that's actually true Yeah I'm Probably so Better than the welterweight division? I'd imagine so. Like, I look at, like, Tony Ferguson, Khabib, Conor McGregor, you know, Eddie Alvarez was champ. You have Gaethje, uh, Nate Poirier. Diaz, Poirier. You know what I mean? Like, I look at all those and go, any of them could actually be the champion. Yeah. I look at the welterweight division and I go, Woodley, Till, Usman, Covington. The, the lightweight division names are sexier anyway. No, yeah. After They're you, sexier. After you name them out there, you're 100% correct. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so... Just before we move on from the night, who do you think Justin Gaethje should take on next? Because he, he said he'd take on anyone. I would like to see Justin Gaethje fight Ally Quinton next. I just think it would be a very, very good fight. And do you think there is a possibility of that? Well, Kevin, you see, Kevin Lee is sort of getting ready now for UFC 229 just in case someone drops out. Although, that's that's the funny thing about that. I haven't heard Dana White go, that's what's happening. I heard him say that's what's happening with Usman. But I haven't heard him say that's what's happening with Kevin Lee. All I've heard is Kevin Lee say he's doing that. Oh, okay, okay. All right. But, like, it, it, this just goes to prove, we even said it last week, you said it numerous times, a Justin Gagey fight is just one you have to watch, and that's yeah. that's just it. Must see TV. Must see TV. But what, what you mean, Lincoln had a great card there, some great yeah. knockouts. Uh, what was the event that was on there recently? Uh, UFC Hamburg, and just everything went to decision, and it was just like... UFC Calgary was very good, though. Yeah, UFC Calgary was good. But oh, like, I think the question is, what was better? UFC Calgary... Or UFC Lincoln. I'd probably say Calgary just because the names are better on it. But UFC Lincoln, seven out of seven and a half out of ten card, I think. So what what would you rather better names but worse fights? Or yeah, but less fights, names and yeah, better but fights, fights? Yeah, but the fights weren't bad at UFC Calgary though. No, I agree with that, yeah. Oh, just in general. Yeah. Um I sort of want to see the better names, I think, because like when you're staying up till four or five in the morning, yeah. you need the names to keep you up. That's the thing. Because you don't know if the fight's going to be good until it actually happens. True, yeah. So, like, 
put it this way, if Courtney Casey versus Andrew Hill was headlining the event, I'd be like, right, I'm going to bed. I'll, yeah, wa- yeah. I'll watch replay in the morning. Yeah. Very true, very true. But uh, that, overall, what would you give UFC Lincoln? UFC Lincoln, 7.5 out of 10. That's, that's fair. I was going to give it an 8, but like that, because there was not much name recognition, yeah. 7.5 is very fair. But um, let us know what you think as well in the comments, what you actually thought of the event itself. And also, UFC 228 will be our next show that we cover as well. So yeah, next week, the big welterweight yeah. throwdown has gone down. Also, actually, quick note on UFC 228. There's a beat. Uh, Yair Rodriguez is out of that fight. Yeah, he's not fighting him. So he's like, to be decided. Do you think uh, an opponent will come in quick? I don't know. I, like, I don't think a lot of people are like ringing up Dana White's phone. Yeah. Give us the beat, will you? Yeah, I doubt people are like clamoring to. Well, I, I'd say he'll probably be end up fighting some local Texas fella who's like a UFC contract. Yeehaw! Yeehaw! But um, yeah. If you're enjoying the show and you're enjoying the MMA show and you're looking for Darren Till versus Tyron Woodley UC two two eight, and if you're looking forward to us letting you know when the press conference is, make sure to let us know. Give us a shout out or whatever, whatever you want to do. Hold on, would you watch Justin Gagey fight to be a lightweight? Because yeah. I would. Yeah. What if Michael Johnson versus to be a lightweight? I'd watch that. He might. No, he's, he's just, he's just oh, he a decision. Round. Yeah, yeah, he went decision. And also, he'd be like, train to Khabib. Me no speak no English. Uh, okay. So, over the weekend, which was actually the most viewed amateur boxing f- match in history, was Logan Paul taking on KSI in Manchester's. Echo Arena? Manchester no, it's Arena? Liverpool Echo Arena. Yeah, so it's Manchester's... Arena. Arena. Yeah, the, their <laughs> Man- sorry, it was actually called their Manchester Arena, yeah. Uh, so Logan Paul took a KSI. Um, this was, like, so shunned by uh, boxing pundits, or, pundits uh, analysts, yeah. and MMA pundits and analysts, and people sort of just overlooked it. But when the numbers came in, at a certain stage, over 800,000 people were watching it at the same time. Um, over a million people were streaming illegally on Twitch. Uh, some some certain websites on Twitch had over 400,000 people streaming on, on, on their site. So that's absolutely mind-boggling stuff. It goes to show how, how in control the internet is of the world, whereas people who are in radio stations and TV think they have it all, but like realistically, they're just being narcissistic because this... Internet is here to stay. Uh, Logan Paul, KSI, we broke down the whole fight last week's show. Um, the funny thing is, before we get into this fight, we myself and Ross, we Ross thought KSI would win, and I thought Logan would win, and then it ended up being a draw. But I think the first place to start is Jake Paul took on Deji, and Jake Paul won and then call, uh, in, the after, in the fourth round and then called out Chris Brown. Uh, Ross, what did you make of Jake Paul versus Deji and the calling out of Chris Brown? I actually went the fifth round. Oh, uh, Jake Paul. Deji actually looked really good at boxing to yeah. start off with, which was I think was the first shock of the night. Yeah. Right? Deji was actually the better boxer, I would say, than Jake Paul. I think Jake Paul's cardio was just better. Deji looked like he got tired and then was like, oh, here, look, I'm done. And I'm like, I've done all the good boxing I can do. I think, I think um, they both got tired. They were both tired at the end. I was very interested to see none of the fires had sponsors on the shorts. I thought they'd get some sponsors on the shorts to make even more cash. Um... Deji's shorts look cooler. His outfit looked cooler. I didn't like Jake Paul in the all-white. Maybe he was trying to be Conor McGregor. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, they were, yeah. Uh, Jake Paul got the finish late on the fight and then called out Chris Brown. 
I like that. I thought it was good. But then I, also, you sort of ruined it by saying, I also want to play you in a basketball match. You know what I mean? I, was, I, I didn't really get that oh, part. Some other team in basketball, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I just thought, here, look. No, like, you only get one call out. You know, you can't go, I want to fight you, and I want to have you go against you in a bake-off, <laughs> and then I want to play a round of golf against you. And I want to race you, PewDiePie. Yeah. Like down the down the 100 meter stretch. But, uh, that happened, you called out Chris Brown then. I felt like he sort of wasted it calling out a celebrity rather than keeping it in the social media world. But, uh, Realistically, social media is the new celebrity these yeah. days as well. Like, the amount of celebrities that were there. The arena itself also held UFC 204 when Bisping fought Dan Henderson for the middleweight title as well. And it was totally sold out. Jimmy Manoa was there. He was on Ariel Hawani's show th- th- saying how big an event it was and how mental. Like, he was totally, like, blown away by how much people were there. Uh, it wasn't just kids. There was actually a load of, like, teenagers to, like... Early 20s. Yeah, adults were there. It wasn't like little kids singing songs. Um, Mind-blowing stuff from two lads. It really goes to show that they took the boxing method and also the MMA method method, and then added together and then sold out the arena. And that many eyes and views. That that boxing match had more viewers than any UFC event or Bellator event or any event in mixed martial arts or in boxing this year. It had more viewers than any of them events. Mm. That is crazy to think, isn't it? Yeah, well, they're the two biggest YouTube stars. Well, two of... I'd say two of the top ten biggest YouTube stars in the world. Yeah. Like, there's only, what, like, PewDiePie and then a few others who are yeah. well, up Pew- there with... PewDiePie is on, like, 65 million, and these two lads are basically on 20 million, and Jake Paul's on 16 million, and Deji's on 9.5 million. Yeah. But, like, these guys are absolutely massive stars, you know what I mean? Like, they have followings three times the size of Ireland. Yeah. And, uh... There they are. They had a boxing match, and I was actually I was impressed with the level of boxing. It was better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah so we move into the fight then. Mm-hmm. KSI taking on Logan Paul. This was uh, the headline fight. From all the back and forths, everything it went down, and it, it the result was a draw. Uh, some people said it was a fix. Some people said it wasn't a fix. Some people said KSI won. Some people said Logan Paul won. Um, I'd like to hear your opinion on who you thought actually won. Originally, straight after the fight, I thought Logan Paul won because he won the first couple of rounds very decisively, and then near the end, KSI sort of won the rounds, but not as decisively. So I felt like Logan Paul would have had like a couple of more points saying that he won. But it actually turned out that like one of the refs actually said that KSI won the fight. I think if I had went to a seventh round, KSI would have finished him off. But uh, a couple of days after, I'm sort of like. A draw, Grant, they're going to do it again in LA next. Yeah, the way I looked at the fight, Logan Paul looked really good in the first round, was popping that jab out like there was no tomorrow, even stood still in the middle of the ring at one stage and sort of like laughed at KSI, I'd been like, yeah. really? It was, it, was, it was like, is that easy? And just kept him jabbing away. He landed some good, really good one-twos. Um, he did? Uh, round two was... Not as good as round one, but still, like, Logan Paul was definitely getting the better of it. Yeah. I thought round three, I probably thought Logan Paul won again, but, like, it was tighter that time around. Yeah. Round four, definitely thought KSI won it, but I thought KSI's, like, boxing was a lot sloppier. It was. He was doing, like, roundhouse punches yeah. rather than, like, a jab. It yeah. was weird. It was getting sloppy. Yeah. yeah, and then round five, I was like, no, I thought Logan Paul won that, and then round six, I thought KSI won. It was one of those things where I was sort of, like, rooting for KSI as well, Going into it, um, but then I thought Logan Paul won the fight. Yeah. 
we well, if you listen to last week's show, we both said that like neither of us were actually had a favorite. Yeah, to win. I didn't actually really care. Yeah, I, was, yeah. I was just like after Jake Paul beat Deji, I thought, oh well, I hope KSI wins just yeah. to have a winner. But yeah. I almost think I'm happy with the draw. Yeah, uh, some people were saying it could it was a fix because they'd arranged to fight a second fight in LA. But the thing is, like after watching the fight, the whole thing wasn't a fix. Obviously, as in boxing. The fa- the hometown person tends to get the fa- the get ru- the nod get yeah yeah like that's a, a known thing that's why like uh, Logan Paul would have to win very convincingly to get the Georgia scores on his side mm. but um, people were saying this is a fix because they're having a second fight but I mean it, it was very very close like no one was overwhelming favorite mm. winner and um, I'm happy to see it again people are complaining that these lads are just making millions and millions off that. How much money do you think they actually made off this as well? Because in the contract, why there's a two-part contract was because the first contract, KSI was getting all the money from the English audience. And then when they go to LA, Logan Paul is going to get all the money for that. So it's fair. They're definitely earning a few million from it. Like how much? How much, pay per- how much is the, was the boy the, sh- the pay-per-view? It was €8, seven fifty in sterling and $10. So that's to say ten dollars by how many people bought it? Eight hundred thousand. Eight hundred thousand bought that, it. That's eight million straight away just from that. Yeah. And uh, they must get some sort of revenue from Twitch. No, like, no, uh, YouTube. Or yeah, no, no, from Twitch. They must. The, some revenue must come in from Twitch from the end of people who watch it. No. No, like there has to be some way. As in, like some money ends up in their back pocket. I'm just convinced it will. What well, well, if they sued them? I'm convinced that some money will. Like, there's no way. Zero, you know what I mean? Like zero can't be the number. <laughs> yeah, but you can't have another eight hundred thousand people watching on a different platform. Yeah, but it's been illegally streamed. Yeah, but I'm convinced it's like some way. Whoever, whoever, like was the biggest streamer is definitely going to have some sort of legal repercussion against them. Yeah, because the, the, uh, Keemstar actually put a post up. He was saying that uh, it showed that people who actually work for Twitch were also watching it live as well. So uh, they're going to be in trouble. Yeah, uh, and then like sponsors and so, I reckon KSI banked minimum five or six million from the Fuck's sake. <laughs> what and about Logan Paul Simmer? Oh my god. And what about Jake? Say about two or three million. What about Deji the same? No, but probably about half a million. No one gives a rat about Deji. <laughs> <laughs> there was all, you see the thing is I watched the fight before that was a very good back and forth. It was only four rounds, right? Uh, obviously both the Pauls fights and Deji and KSI's fights were six rounds but there was a fight before that who went four rounds it was very very good but there was like a, a, a few fights before that people were doing that like that dance what's that oh dance? the Fortnite dance the Deli yeah. Ali dance or whatever. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. just it, it, was, it, it was a bit like too much of a piss take but there was also other, another YouTuber called Scarce who is sort of like Keemstar that does the same sort of thing and I was like hold on he's in the card like he wasn't even mentioned like, and he was a massive YouTuber as well yeah. I was sort of like some of these other lads need to get like like you need to be aware that these other people are fighting. Yeah, yeah. But uh, they made serious bank. What do you make of this? Uh, the way Jake Paul called out Chris Brown now. Um, do you see like a sort of a future in this? As in, like Chris, Jake Paul could fight Chris Brown next. What then, real life celebrity death match? Yeah. Then Kanye West could end up fighting Fifty <laughs> oh, Cent. Fifty fight. Cent was there flirting with that he could be calling out someone for a fight as well. It's it's all turning into a grey situation now, isn't it? Yeah. Um, look, I think people are interested in celebrity fights. Celebrity fights I think yeah That could be a thing But uh, yeah. I think it has to be like Younger sort of Watchable Celebrity fights Like I could see someone like 
Robert Kardashian losing low weight and doing a fight or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it needs to be people with a name and people who are young. Like, maybe, what's your man's name? Like, Conor Maynard's young singer. Someone like him, he could do a fight. Um, but they sort of have to be, like, internet famous to do the fight. Because if they're, like, mainstream famous, they won't be interested, I don't think. I, uh, well, I think if, like, they have a massive audience on, like, Instagram, they would do. Yeah, but I feel like if they're mainstream rich, they're already rich. As opposed to if they're social media rich, it'd be, like, very good content for their social media. That, oh, like, you're you know 100%, I mean? Yeah, you're 100% right. That's, that's the way I, That's like... Because someone, like... Maybe Chris Brown's a bit of a reach because, like, he has, gets loads of money from music. You know what I mean? So, therefore, he doesn't actually need to have massive social media. Yeah. But, like, that's why, like, someone like Robert Kardashian could have, like, the Kardashians behind him. Yeah. And he could be... You know what I mean? But there's no need for... Like, Brad Pitt's not going to fight. You know what I mean? Know, yeah, I know, yeah. It's going to be a really interesting space to watch because this is... This is happening and this is the future. This is the beginning of the future as well. Um, now, unfortunately, there's not other bigger YouTubers that they could all fight because most of the other YouTubers are fighting were like totally out of shape guys mm. and spent millions of hours behind computers rather than being known for their uh, being athletic or anything mm. you know I mean it wasn't like gym people calling out gym people yeah but uh, this is something to really watch uh, Brendan Schaub actually cracked a really funny joke in his show saying that um, the UFC obviously have their meeting today to discuss how the event went blah the UFC Lincoln went and uh, they could have been like um, did anyone happen to watch KSI versus Logan Paul uh, how, much, how many people did they get to watch it over 800,000 Logan Paul could be a decent addition to our UFC card now when he said that I was like Jesus Christ he's actually right the UFC are clamouring for this and yeah. like if they had CM Punk with no athletic background on and then you look at Logan Paul who has like a, a, albeit a, like a high school wrestling background and now a very amateur boxing background <clears throat> and the revenue he could bring in I wouldn't be overly surprised that the UFC would even get in contact with him to get people on because 800,000 viewers is 800,000 viewers no matter if they're all coming from America, Japan, China, Ireland. Numbers are numbers and the numbers don't lie. Yeah, no, it's the biggest revenue stream going. Like, in fairness now, I don't think Logan Paul's actually going to have an MMA match in the UFC. But, like, a picture of him being like, I can do my own one. Because if they trigger that idea in his head, he might be like, do you know what, actually, I could fight CM Punk on my own Logan Paul card and people would tune in because he's fighting. Mm. Uh, just out of curiosity, what is the most viewed UFC event this year? And um, how many views did it get? Pay-per-view or non-pay-per-view? Um, well, we got both, if you know both. I think <laughs> non-pay-per-view, I think there's 1.4 million. Uh, yeah, we have one. Yeah, but UFC on Big Fox. It'd be like putting a UFC fight on Sky Sports. Oh, okay, so it's mean? easy to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's on free TV. Okay. Well, for, that's the biggest pay for you this year. I think it was maybe four hundred four 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 fifty thousand. Uh, Cormier versus Stipe. So this box, this amateur boxing match with four fighters headlining the card, only one of them ever having a fight, got basically double. Yeah. The now, big... in fairness, in fairness, UFC pay per view is fifty dollars, and like this one's eight dollars. But yeah, I know, I know, yeah. But like, still had twice as many people watching it. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely crazy. Um, I'm sure there was viewing parties as well for people. You know what yeah, I mean? definitely, man. And like, uh, there was there was famous people to boot in that arena. Like all the biggest YouTubers in England, there was famous actors there. Like MMA fighters, for instance, Jimmy Manuel was there. Famous boxers there. Shannon Briggs there. Let's go, champ. But. Uh, Unbelievable thing for like amateur guys to create all this, and uh, 
But if I see Truth, you already get in the ring and fight someone. He's too big. Yeah, but like, yeah, but get someone else who's really big. Like who? Shaquille O'Neal or something. Rick Ross. Rick Ross. <laughs> uh, Logan Paul actually called him the English uh, DJ Khaled. Did he? Yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be a good fight, DJ Khaled. He loves social media. What, what's he? And then another one. But um, what are you expecting from the LA event? Because like, there's, I don't know. That was such a brilliant event. I was watching it and I was like, Jesus, like fair play to these. There's gonna be so many people from the low gang there. And the, the the Mavericks. Uh, there's not many. Oh, no, there, there's not many in that gang. Yeah, but no. What I'm saying, as in like, as in like, their followers. As in like, it's gonna be very much a Walmart event. But like younger kids. The, I, I, oh, I'm only joking. If I was Walmart, I'd like actually sponsor the event. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be like, I'd be like, here, look. <laughs> they just keep on saying Walmart. Like that's the thing. Like we walk down around. Well, like I can see people walk. I can see young kids in Walmart walking down the aisle and some like. Taking a, a Snapchat or an Instagram story, going Walmart. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, let's, but that was probably a thing. Just we're not there, so we don't know it. True, yeah, true. Yeah. But uh, can't believe. Fair play to him, lads. Um, let us know in the comments, or let us know what your what you made of the whole situation. And this isn't the end of it. That's the thing. Yeah. But like, do you think they're gonna have to like continuously improve and box them to keep doing this? Because they all seem to be enjoying the training and now they're sort of like, right, on to the next one, on to the next yeah, one. Yeah, they're also like getting in serious shape for it as well. So yeah. yeah. And the and the Paul brothers were way better shape. I actually thought KSI was not in the best shape. I thought he tried to put on too much weight. He did. And then I thought like, Deji actually did get in good shape compared to what he was before. But he was definitely not in as good shape as Jake Paul. Yeah. Any well, final like, thoughts on it? I was blown away by it man yeah. really like uh, even the standard was like quite decent as well mm. like if you look at like the boxing these days like Tyson Fury was fighting or even um, I don't know whoever they don't put on such a production like that no like these lads just made a show of like oh, you, uh, you know what's going to happen these people in LA like Logan Paul's going to have like someone sing him out to the, the ring isn't he he's going to have like someone perform yeah they're going to try to beat out. it yeah 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 on the way in and there don't you make I'll make diss tracks yeah. going into it they, their diss track was their uh, anthem walking out yes yeah, I don't think they'll do that I think they'll do like something else yeah. I think like it won't be Bieber but like Logan Paul will have like Bieber playing and then um, KSI will, will like get like Storms or something you know yeah, what I mean yeah 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 uh, yeah because this this would be probably more it'd be it'd probably be viewed more yeah. in America because like, they've already had the draw and it was so even but uh, what, would, what would you give the show itself out of 10 I'd say 8 out of 10, like, I mean, like, it was good, like, obviously the standard was quite poor, but it had entertainment value. So better than UFC Lincoln? It was probably, like, more entertaining, but, like... It, See, like, that's the thing, it was entertaining, yeah. and, like, after watching Tyson Fury's last fight, I was like, oh my god, like, this is not entertaining. It's funny, it, it, it's, it just goes to show this is the entertainment era, and, and whether you think something stupid, like, Logan Paul and KSI is just stupid... People still watched it and still mm. were entertained by it. And like, who are you to say what's stupid or not if it entertains other people? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But like, fair play to them. That was that was a uh, pretty interesting. Um, the question is, Ross, who do you think is going to win next time, Logan Paul or KSI? Logan Paul, definitely. Yeah. 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 So bigger, better, faster, stronger, sexier. Yeah. <laughs> let us know who you think will win next time or do you think it was a fix or anything obviously it wasn't a fix but and who you think Jake Paul's next opponent will be yeah because he's definitely going to fight in that again yeah. like he was very important to that everyone was important to the card itself but um, we're just going to move on now we're almost done uh, this weekend Paddy 
Paddy Pimlet is fighting oh, in, in Cage Warriors in the Echo Arena in Liverpool. In the Echo, um, Paddy Pimlet is fighting in the lightweight division against Back Bik uh, for the lightweight title. There's also a middleweight title fight on that car as well. I, I, I can't remember the name of yeah. the champion is, but yeah. we'll be watching it. Yeah, Chadwick's taking on uh, Billister or Billister. Here, um, Cage Warriors get some other fighters with some better names. To say will you? Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel, I feel like Bama took a lot of them. Then Bellator took Bama's. Yeah, and there's not many names in the Cage Warriors. Yeah, that UK scene is being depleted by Bellator. It really is. Um, but they're lucky. They must be paying Paddy Pimlet a lot because uh, he keeps on headlining them. Yeah, and now he's headlining the Echo, and that that was the headliner. That mm. was the location for Darren Till taking on uh, Wonderboy. Yeah, so it's going to be a really big night in Liverpool in May. So make sure to check that out. Are you expecting Pimlet to win that as well, yeah? I think so, yeah. Yeah, well, before we totally wrap up the show, next week's show will be all about Darren Till taking on Tyron Woodley for the UFC welterweight title at UFC 228. Uh, we'll also be discussing, we'll know everything about the Conor McGregor versus Khabib press conference, and then it will officially be a month until the fight, the biggest fight ever in MMA history. Yeah, so guys, give us your comments, give us your subs, give us your money, money. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, give us your ears, and as always, stay, stay energized. energized.